guys, thanks for joining us for the second episode of GCC Talk, the weekly podcast from Grace Community Church in Crossville, Tennessee. I'm Jeff Evans, joined today by my beautiful youth director and my lovely wife, Jessica Evans, and our amazingly talented queen of women's ministry, Teresa Breeding. All right, guys, to start this off, I always like to ask you just a crazy random question. So what is your favorite color and where's your favorite place to see it? I don't know. <laughs> you ask strange questions. Um, my favorite color is probably like teal, I guess. Mm-hmm. And my favorite place to see it on my cup. Okay. All right, Teresa, favorite color, favorite place to see it. My favorite color is purple, and I like to see it in a rainbow. Okay. All right. And to answer the question, my favorite color is orange, and I like to see it on the back of blue and orange jerseys. Go Gators, baby. That's so sad. No. Uh -uh. You had to throw that in there. I had to throw that in there. Had to get that in. Go Vols. Oh, oh, gosh. That's not my favorite place to see orange. All right. Orange is my least favorite color, unfortunately. Love orange. Okay, so today we're going to be talking to you guys about youth ministry. And it's funny because we all have experience in youth ministry. Jessica and I have been in youth ministry for how many years? Like four. Like four. And Teresa, how many years were you in youth ministry? I was in youth ministry for the 14 years before that. Yes. (laughs) Some of it bled over into us. Yeah. Yeah. Some of it bled over. So we have a lot of youth ministry. So we want to tell you guys about the good, the bad, and the almost getting arrested. Which (laughs) that story will come up at the end. So stick around to hear that one. All right. So we just want to share with you guys, uh, we want to share like a funny story that we've had in youth ministry because working with teenagers, you end up with some funny stories because they do some crazy stuff. Jessica, you want to kick it off for us? Yes. (laughs) Jeff and I run the sound booth and uh, one of our youth was in there volunteering with us. And for whatever reason, he at the, this given day, he was holding a drum cymbal in his arms, kind of like cross-armed with it just pressed to his chest. Um, and he was just looking at the computer. And normally at the end of service, we usually move the chairs out of the way because we have to move around a lot and we don't want to fall over the chairs. So about, I would say a good five minutes I've, before this incident happened, I moved the chair just away <laughs> and thought that he saw me. And a few minutes go by and then all of a sudden we're just standing there and this was during prayer time. So it was real quiet and spiritual in the building. And all of a sudden we hear, bam, just like this loud noise. And I kid you not, I look down straight at my feet and he is laying there holding this symbol, just staring at me. (laughs) And he's just like, he gets up and we're trying our best to contain the laughter because it honestly still prayer time. It is, yeah, yes, it's still, it's still prayer time. time. Still, people have heard this loud noise, but they have no idea what's happened. And he still blames me for moving the chair, yeah, saying yeah. that that was my fault. However, I moved the chair. Why was he holding before. a symbol? I don't. Somebody. I think someone gave it to him. Because that's not quiet. Yeah. yeah. No. No. And so, like the thing that not only do you hear the big bang of him falling over but then you also hear the little ting of the symbol I remember I remember hearing it and it was oh my goodness like still to this day if I want a good laugh I can think of just seeing him lay on the ground and just it was the best 
<laughs> my favorite story. Yes, I think. that's all. I, I was I was in there that day. I I remember. I was but, sitting out in the congregation praying. Yeah, <laughs> I remember. <laughs> Like what just happened? Yeah, I genuinely <laughs> thought I was gonna pee on. So I'm like, I was oh, there, like, I mean, because you're better. trying to contain laughter and then hold your pee at the same time, and it just just is a bad situation. Is she oh. allowed to talk about pee? Yeah. I'm calm. Sure, why not? It's okay. we're, we're open on this yeah. podcast. Okay. But. No, it, and I can only imagine what the other people think. Like, oh Teresa, God. you at least know the story <laughs> yeah, now, yeah. what happened. I but, didn't at the moment, yeah, though. We didn't announce what happened to anyone else. Like, no? <laughs> so the other people still don't know what happened no. that day. Great. Maybe if you remember hearing that, you now know yes, what that sounds like. the mystery is solved. Yes. And sometimes, on occasion, a chair will fall over in there, but this had such a distinct, <laughs> very yeah. thud-like sound. It's a body falling. Yeah, <laughs> yes. clearly, clearly somebody had fallen down. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure that the Snickers in there didn't help. <laughs> right. <laughs> so people understand. Oh, I know. It was amazing. <laughs> okay, so okay. since Teresa can't tell her story until the end. Yeah, Teresa tells so her story at the her. end about how she almost got arrested. <laughs> okay, so my, my story is less eventful. Um, but but I have a few of, few of these stories, these encounters, because one of the things I know about teenagers is when you're talking to them, they say some weird things. Oh, yes. Right? And yes. you just end up... And sometimes I've literally asked them, like, you know who you're talking to. Right, right. Like, do you know? I mean... Right. Right. I, I'm a... Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you probably, you probably shouldn't, shouldn't tell said me that. this. <laughs> because when, when, the, when the cobs come asking people questions... <laughs> Now I'm like, gonna have to testify. <laughs> like I'm not Thanks. lying for you. <laughs> right? I'm gonna get subpoenaed. Yeah, <laughs> and, and uh, this sort of bleeds over into my story. <laughs> We were we were going on a trip somewhere, and this this particular time we didn't have the vans; we just had the cars. I do you remember where it was? Do you know that one time? That one time, you know, well, you know the story I'm about to tell. I do not. Okay, whatever. Okay, well, we were going somewhere, um, and I had. Three other kids in the car, and oh, I do know now because I yeah. remember you telling us before. Yes. Yeah, we were going to uh, River Rat in River Rat, yeah, Gatlinburg, yeah. In going Gatlinburg. to go tubing. Yeah, we were going tubing. So I had these these three kids in my car, and we're just going down there. And the conversation has already taken a ton of weird turns. <laughs> we have talked from everything from like communism to Disney World, uh-huh. and, and extensively. <laughs> and, and it's like one of those things where you realize like. 30 minutes in that like we're having a weird conversation <laughs> and and somehow the conversation turns not just to um, murder but also how to correctly dispose of a body oh no Granted, none of our kids would do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, none, no. Of these kids, no. yeah none of these kids We're not would concerned do this. with that. It's but, just the books that they read. But the books they read and the amount of information they have on this particular topic. I'm concerned. <laughs> but the, the conversation... If we ever go missing. Yeah, yeah, if we ever go missing. It's one of those things where it's like, you know they're going to ask me questions yeah. if this anything ever happens. It's one of the reasons it comes onto this podcast. Yeah. It's just in case. Yeah, yeah, just, just in case. It's one of those things like, we had this strangest conversation. And I don't know, but like when you talk with teenagers, the weirdest things will get brought up. Yes. And I mean, from that day, like we had intense conversations about communism and Disney World <laughs> and rafting and getting rid of bodies huh, interesting yeah it was, it was and it was, seemed very effective also a lot of our kids th- this particular um youth was 
kind of introverted, we thought, until this trip. Mm-hmm. And so the good thing was, is like a lot of us got to know him a lot on this group, on this, on this excursion. Yes, yes. And it was, we realized his humor and a lot of oh, other yeah, kids' humor funny. around him and right. things like that. So it was, it was a good, good thing too. That's true. <laughs> Anyway, I, I will end that with kids say the, the darndest things, yes, okay? <laughs> I will just, I will say that's my many memories of youth ministry is just the, the things I've heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or overheard to be Or honest. overheard. Yeah. Like, or just, just told to me. <laughs> just a casual just random. Yeah. Okay, so now we will have Teresa share <laughs> her story. So we were at winter conference and we were, we always planned something to do to the seniors. And so we had several seniors. So we, we called them into the room and acted like they were in trouble, but really we were just going to like cream them with shaving cream just for fun. But somehow it ended up getting way out of hand. Somehow. Somehow. I don't know. And one of them ran out of the room and was running down the hall. So I went after them. And then a police officer came around the corner. Oh, my gosh. At the exact same time that a kid came up with a big hand of shaving cream and smacked me in the ear with it. Like they have no sense of the, but there's, there's a, a like there's, there's a, poli- a man there's in a, a uniform. Yeah, yes. There's a cop there. They, read the there's, situation. There's no reading no. the situation. They're just like, forget this. No. I have the shaving cream yeah. and I've got you. And I was in my pajamas and I had, you know, I had on, um, I had shaving cream all over me. <laughs> and the police officer looked at me and went, "Where is your youth leader?" And I went. I'm the youth leader. <laughs> well, how did it take you to jail? And I was like, please don't. <laughs> please, I'm going to clean it up, I promise. And all the kids were, all the other kids that weren't involved in this were in their rooms looking through their peepholes watching me almost get arrested. Yes. Oh. And then I had to call the next day and tell Dennis what I had done. <laughs> so did the police officer get called because of this or was it just so happened? I don't know. Because we were in the Plaza Hotel, that big circular hotel yeah. in Gatlinburg, and we never, ever got to go to that hotel ever again. No. I don't know why. The whole conference didn't. <laughs> I don't know oh. why. Oh, I don't know I might not have been the only ones. No. So, but we now were on, we like, the 10th floor. If, if anyone's listening and knows why they didn't get to go stay at their, <laughs> That's why. Mm-hmm. At their favorite hotel. <laughs> Sorry, Clayton. Yeah. of this yep. issue. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. We were on the tenth floor, and he was the hotel security. Oh, okay. So okay. he perhaps may have gotten calls. I never even thought about that. Right. Hmm. Oopsie. Oh <laughs> well. goodness. Okay, so, so that the, is... how was the cleanup process? Uh, it was awful because I felt like I was being observed. Oh, he but stayed when he oh, kept okay. walking through, and oh. the hotel had been made aware that there was a problem. <laughs> Yeah, and I would have cleaned it up even if he hadn't come up there. You know me, I would have cleaned yeah, it yeah, up. Yeah, right. Yeah. And we, I mean, we are very good when we leave a hotel. It looks right. the same as it did when yes. we left. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we take Regardless care. of what goes on there. Yes. Right. Like, I mean, we have very literally asked for vacuums in the, at night and yes. things yes. like that. We're good. We um, take our trash yeah, out. We're good. We, yeah, we're good. But, but they didn't know us, and they didn't know right. that about us. Yeah. <laughs> and it did not appear that way. No. <laughs> And then, so what was the conversation like to tell your leaders? Were they there? Did they see this happen? Yes, because they were all in the fight. They were all in the shaving cream fight. And it was, yeah, it was panicky. Oh, no. He he also said he was going to tell Clayton King, and I really thought Clayton would call me out on it, but he never said nothing. No, we couldn't. 
I think well, I nice really do think they understand. Like the dynamics of youth ministry, mm-hmm. though, is it's totally like, different. You do have to be a little bit more of a ma- immature person, right. and like how and realize how to have a good time. And yeah. you do. I mean, that's you how know. you build the connections, yeah. though. We don't do that stuff in women's ministry. No, no, well, you're, you're missing out. <laughs> I on know. That. I don't know. Some of the conversations right. that get brought up. Just because bring a shaving cream tonight. <laughs> In that group, some of the conversations well, get brought up. It does. Is, oh, that's kind of true. Crazy and too. Then, Women say the darndest things. Yes, especially if you see like somebody who like <laughs> has a comment that like might could be taken the wrong way. <laughs> then you also see the ones in the room that work with teenagers mm-hmm. <laughs> because unfortunately we respond the same way. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. they're giggling and yeah, yes. the yeah. giggles and the laughs and the red faces mm-hmm. and the you know, oh, all of those things. So. It's pretty okay. awesome. So that was the, the 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 bad and almost getting arrested part of youth ministry, <laughs> um, which is yet to happen to us. We've not almost gotten arrested yet. And so that we're is doing not good. the reason that I'm not in youth ministry. No, it's no, not. no. We have to clarify. Yeah, that, that is not the happened. reason. She had many more years. <laughs> many more years after this. Of, this is true. Of a great discipleship and yes. ministry after this. Yes. 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 So that is, that is true. So the, the good parts of youth ministry, though, because there are, those there are, those are not bad parts. Those are the ugly parts. Yeah. Yeah. Those are not bad parts. There really is not bad parts of youth ministry because, I mean, our whole job gets to be to hang out with teenagers and to tell them about Jesus and yeah. just be kind of a part of their life. And it just, I don't know. The, the whole ministry is awesome. I think it takes a special person to do it, though. Like it absolutely does. You mm-hmm. have to have a heart for kids. Yeah, you have to. Because right? they, they yes. know those buttons and they'll push them. Yes. Every time. Every time. And sometimes you question your calling a little bit. Some of those, you yes. know, some of them make you question your calling. Oh, yeah. But Teresa told me one time, I remember her being like, I remember just going to her and being like, I don't know doing like we can't do this and her being like if you love god and you love teenagers then and at the time it was like yeah that's a good statement but like i don't know i have to figure out if i love these teenagers i'm questioning it yeah i'm questioning i don't know if i like them so they make questionable decisions right oh i know but but once you like get in it you really do like fall in love with the ministry and then just see the impact you can yeah. have on kids' lives. Yes. I mean, like what I would consider the, I don't know, not the bad parts of youth ministry because it's what you're there for, but like when you get, you know, a midnight text yes. from from a teenage guy who's, yeah. you know, made some bad decisions and he just, he needs someone to talk to. That's mm-hmm. like, that's where your ministry really kicks in, I think. Yes. And, and that shows like the difference you can have. Mm-hmm. But that this ministry that you you show simply showing Jesus putting display putting Jesus on display for teenagers the difference that that has that yes and I see now being so far out of youth ministry and knowing the kids that were in my youth group I am closer for some reason to the ones that were that gave me the most trouble mm-hmm. it's like they gave me all this trouble and I would have to stay on them all the time but I loved them through it and they knew how loved they were and and they're still part of my life now absolutely yeah yeah, yeah I mean I can think of a few right offhand that like when they were in youth ministry it's like we we constantly had that kind of back and forth <laughs> yes oh, gosh. and, and yeah. but then like looking at it now that like they're the ones coming to my basketball group and mm-hmm. 
playing flag football with me and like we're just so close now because of that and you have adult relationships yeah and you have adult relationships and but they still that they're they're willing to come to me for advice and Mm -hmm. for guidance and i can always kind of point them back to jesus Mm -hmm. yes and they know you're going to be straight up with them and they know you're going to love them anyway because you always have yeah Yeah. exactly and And that i mean i say this all the time but like the most some of the most important people in my life love me because they don't have to and i want to be that person to somebody Mm -hmm. i want to be the person that like loves you even if you you know if, if you've right. earned it or not right mm-hmm. and i think that's a great thing about our youth ministry is because mm-hmm. we have people who love people like that and we've got people who very our leaders especially are very invested and really yeah. love our kids and have a heart for this ministry right and want to see it succeed and not just it succeed but also them succeed right. and maybe eventually come back to be us, you know. Right. Somebody told me one time that the kid who seems the most unlovable is the one that needs the love the most. Yeah, mm. that's good. And yeah, yeah. And you can mm-hmm. see that. You can. You Sometimes can. they test you. They right. they want to see if they push you this far, will you still love them? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you do, you've earned their respect right. and their trust. Right. right. Just yeah. getting, then you can really minister. Right. To them. Then you can. Yeah. And that's what it's sometimes takes, you know. And it does, and that's when those buttons get pushed, and you've got to have the grace of Jesus. Like I mean, (laughs) and it's it's not easy, but I mean, you when you see it pay off, Mm -hmm. like when you see that kid get baptized yes. or that kid give their testimony yes. or that kid bring their friend to church who's in the same boat they were, you know, six weeks ago. Like right. yeah. that's when you see it really pay off. Mm-hmm. And that's good stuff. And that's, I mean, that's what we're in it for. Yeah. Yes. I love it. I love it. I do. I do. I, I love it. And then there are times where I'm like, I don't know about this God. <laughs> I don't know. My salvation. Yeah. It's like, I don't even, I don't even know. What's going on right now? There's only so many times you can tell them to be quiet in a service or whatever. But that's the funniest thing, though, because you're like, I'll get up there and I'll give a message. And then I'm like, they didn't hear a word that I said, like nothing. And then that day I'll get a text or something Mm -hmm. that night that like, you know, and the one that I thought wasn't hearing a word that I said is like, your message really spoke to me tonight. And I'm like, I didn't know you were listening. (laughs) I didn't say that. but I mean, that's what I was thinking. I mean, it's pretty bad whenever you get to the back of you know, the room and mm-hmm. you think about getting a Nerf gun to shoot at them because they're not listening. Right. But then they really are. <laughs> they really well, are Well, they're so pulled in so many different directions nowadays mm-hmm. that they can actually have a conversation and still hear you. And yeah. they can be yeah. looking at someone else and still <laughs> yes. get what you're saying. Right. <laughs> they can multi. And, and I mean, yeah. sometimes they really are talking about what you just said. Yes. Yeah. And, and I mean, I've realized that too. And I, I try to give a little bit of grace in that. Like if I say something and then I see them talk back and forth and look back at me, I'm okay with that. Yeah. But but I give you a couple seconds. If you're not looking back, I'm calling you out on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. But yeah. but yeah, I mean that's the thing and but it it's so amazing when you do see it pay off. Like yes. when you see them make the decisions for Jesus and Yeah. And I mean even when they don't make the right decisions but they still reach out to you and they know that you you're there and you love yeah. them through it. They realized that they made the wrong decision. I mean that's a big yeah, step. That's a big step. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, a lot of the kids, you come in and the, the week before, their wrong decision was always their right decision. Exactly. And, and, yeah, whenever they realize that, I don't know, there's just mm-hmm. something. About, it takes a special, I mean, special person, but it's a special calling from God. I mean, it is. I, I think God chooses his most patient people for it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He does, He's yeah. like, you won't kill teenagers. You try it. <laughs> you try this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and also, too, like our team, there's. 
how many of us, seven right now? Mm -hmm. And so there's seven of us. And out of the seven, four of us have been in this youth group at some point. Mm -hmm. And like, that is great to think about. And so like to think that this, the group of kids that we lead right now that might be giving us a difficult time that might Mm -hmm. ask some questionable questions (laughs) and to say some questionable things that they could literally be our team, you know, and leading us. Which is what I'm experiencing right now because the four of you are in my group and it just makes my heart happy. Yeah. It's so great. And we're grateful for that. Yes. (laughs) Having the great leadership that we've had. And yeah, that's for sure. Because Teresa is still very much our mentor. Like whenever, (laughs) whenever we can't handle something, we're like, Teresa, what do we do? Exactly. (laughs) Oh, a lot of Yeah. So. I'm like, what would Teresa do? Yeah, what would Teresa <laughs> like, do? Like, that literally <laughs> was brought up at Winter Conference. This, yeah. this past Winter Conference was our first Winter Conference without Teresa. Yes. And, which was intimidating. But, like, on one hand, it was like, okay, now we can actually make decisions. We're not having to be under the blanket of what Teresa would think about these mm-hmm. decisions. Yeah, yeah. And we can really no pressure. own no our pressure. own decisions. And yeah. then we had... The worst possible thing happened of a door being opened <laughs> when it wasn't supposed to have been opened. Our number one rule. Our number one rule being broken mm-hmm. and our harshest rule that we always specify. And so, like, to find the the balance between giving grace and understanding mm-hmm. and then also still instilling a... Respect, and authority yeah. over the group. Yeah. It's tough. It's it tough. is tough. tough. Yeah. Because you're, you're always on the fence with that decision. And you're, yeah. you're like, because our, our, our number one rule is, you know, we put tape on all the doors. They can't leave at night once we put them into their rooms. And our rule is if you break that rule, you go home. The whole room. But at the <laughs> same time, we knew the people in that room needed this conference and they needed this experience. So you're, you're constantly stuck in that authority and grace and and where do you fall kind of in between and then i want to want to add to that none of them we do not feel as if any of them left the room no we we don't we don't main issue yes Yes. we just feel like there was a curiosity of what could happen if this Mm -hmm. door is open pushing boundaries a little bit they were pushing boundaries yes yeah that's the thing is things are always changing Mm -hmm. and every situation is different and the one one blanket answer isn't always right Mm -hmm. in every situation and that's definitely what we've learned yeah Yeah. that's what we've experienced you know we just can't and you have to read the situation and read the kids and and see what works differently for them and stuff like that Hey guys, this is Jeff. During the edit, I realized that we lost about three minutes of recording and I do apologize about that, but this was mainly just our ending. So I'm just going to go ahead and end it here. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. I hope that you learned a little bit about student ministry, the kind of the crazy stories we have behind it, but I hope you learned our heart and our passion behind student ministry. If you want to help support this podcast, it would mean the world to us if you would go to iTunes and leave us a review that just helps more people find the podcast. We love you guys. See you next Monday.